Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Kaleidoscope. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Forstner. Here at The Kaleidoscope, we talk about all diseases that deal with the gut, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, or any IBS disease. So tune in today when we talk more about our gut. So today, we are going to be talking about the vagus nerve. Now, you may have heard about this nerve before. It's actually one of the cranial nerves, cranial nerve 10. Now, the vagus nerve is known as the wandering nerve, which is kind of interesting because the nerve itself, though it starts up in the brain, stems all the way down through our GI system. So there's two branches, one on the left side and one on the right side. Now, as it works its way down, it sends almost like these finger-like nerve endings to different parts of our body. So whether that is, again, our stomach, our GI system, so small and large intestines, it affects all those areas. Now, the reason why I'm talking about that is because the vagus nerve is known for the parasympathetic system itself. So that is your rest and digest. When it comes to ulcerative colitis and a lot of other IBS type diseases, um, what will happen is that our parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system are not balancing correctly. So a quick run through that is that our sympathetic nervous system, that is our fight or flight. So whenever we get real aggressive or we feel like we got to move around, that's our sympathetic kicking in. Our blood pressure is going to increase. We're going to have more blood flowing away from our GI tracts and going more towards the muscles. That way, we're able to use those muscles a lot more efficiently. Now, on the flip side, parasympathetic is actually where, again, the rest and digest, where we actually have blood flow going towards our GI system, and we're actually able to break things down, such as the food we are eating. So, if there's a misbalance in this, and say we have more sympathetic than parasympathetic, we're going to have a harder time digesting the food because we're not getting the proper signaling to those areas to break the food down. Now, there are multiple reasons why your sympathetic can be higher. One being if you've ever had a nerve damage, that can already affect the nerve flow, obviously, from the vagus nerve and other parasympathetic nerves. But also, even posture can play a big role in that. So if you're slumped over all the time, again, that's going to put stress onto our spine, put stress onto our spinal cord, and all those nerves, again, that affect the parasympathetic and sympathetic. Along with that, your environment can play a role. So, again, if you're around something that's more toxic and hazardous to your health, that also can affect the parasympathetic and sympathetic. Now, there are ways to increase your vagal tone or increase your parasympathetic. Now, today I'm only going to talk about a few because I want to dive deeper into this eventually with another health topic about um, chiropractic adjustments as well with the vagus nerve. But today, we're just going to talk about some things you can do at your house, and I'll also mention a little bit of chiropractic, but again, I'm going to dive deeper into that. So the first one involves taking cold showers. So when you take a cold shower, this actually um, shocks your body into thinking it's going back into parasympathetic. So if you take a normal shower, right at the end, if you actually turn the shower back on the cold, so it's really cold, you're going to notice you're going to start breathing a lot heavier. Again, that breathing itself is going to stimulate that vagus nerve and also stimulate that parasympathetic. 
so it should balance that back out. Now, typically I tell people when to do this is that start with about 30 seconds to a minute and slowly build yourself up to longer sessions. And eventually you may just realize that you're fine with the cold shower, which is fantastic. But again, ease into it. It's not going to be easy, but you can definitely do it. The second one involves singing or humming. So if you're in your car just by yourself or don't care that people are watching, just make sure to belt out a lot of those songs. Because what you're doing is when you're singing, you're actually using more of your diaphragm, which again is going to stimulate the vagus nerve. Same with the humming, it's going to stimulate the vocal cords as with the singing too. And that is also innervated by our vagus nerve. So again, by stimulating that, is going to help stimulate the vagus nerve. So again, if you want to do the singing while you're in the cold shower, that's going to double whammy it out. The third one that you can do is if you gargle water. So again, after you brush your teeth, you have some mouthwash. If you just gargle the water by tilting your head back and making it bubble up a little bit, that's actually, again, another nerve that's or area that's affected by the vagus nerve. Like I said, the vagus nerve goes to so many places that it's not surprising that so many things can help it out. Those three things are, again, important that you can do at home. Very easy. You can do that pretty much right in the morning, right off the bat. Again, like I said, chiropractic care is another way. But, again, I want to have more research into that so I can actually have that in front of me as I talk about it with stimulating the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. That is our quick talk today with the vagus nerve and our kaleidoscope. Again, if you guys have any questions, comments, shoot me an email like this podcast, five stars. It just definitely helps out. Um, you can find us online as well. Again, make sure you're doing the things you need to do to help your body because each, each and every one of us is different and unique. So one thing may work for one person but may not work for another person. Again, if you ever do need to make any changes, make sure to contact your primary doctor before you do any of those things as well. As always, enjoy the day, have fun, and make sure you live a healthy life. That's a wrap for our today's episode. Tune in each and every week when we talk about ulcerative colitis and other IBS diseases. Make sure to like our podcast, share it, um, give us a five-star rating if you enjoy what we talk about. We are in infant stages, so again, I want to mention that each podcast, we're going to make a small donation from the profits that we make and actually submit that to the Ulcerative Colitis Crohn's Foundation. So again, each podcast actually has benefits to help more research. So again, like the Facebook page, like this podcast, and share it with your friends. The information provided is more for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other health care provider. This information is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. You should not use this information for diagnosis or treatment of any health problem or as a substitute for medication or other treatments prescribed by your physician. Please consult your health care practitioner before embarking on a diet, fast, exercise, or supplement program. Thank you.